everyone, and welcome to another episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Streamed, a podcast that explores and analyzes film-related or other prestigious or popular streaming series. Yeah. I'm your yes, host, here we go. <laughs> Jonathan Cologne, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Jennifer Branch. I am definitely here to talk about this. <laughs> Hi, everybody. And Max Abelman. Hello, everybody. Thank you all for joining us as we discuss the next episode, episode three of... A League of Their Own. On Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yes. On Amazon Prime, A League of Their Own, uh, based yes. on the baseball movie <laughs> that we love. We love the baseball movie from 1992. Yeah. And this is a baseball show <laughs> in a, 2022? It's a show where they sometimes talk about baseball, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, so this is episode three. We have just finished watching it. Like, this is hot off the presses, everyone. Yeah. And so the hot. title of this episode is The Cutoff. What? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Probably because the producers of this show assumed you would cut them off after this episode. <laughs> I because mean, I got to tell you. didn't cut the episode off. It was very oh, long. Lord. I got to tell you, if we were not covering this show for this podcast, I would have bailed <laughs> quite a while ago. Uh, I mean, I yeah. maybe would have gotten to this episode because, you know, I was like, I'm going to give it a chance, yeah. but I would have stopped about halfway through this one, I think, okay. if I didn't have to talk about it later. So uh, the plot of this episode, I'm going to give you a brief description. So Clance's um, husband got drafted. <laughs> <laughs> Maxine is having an illicit affair with the preacher's wife. There is a very, very long camp meeting happening out yeah, in the woods. Revival, yeah. revival tent, revival meeting, tent yeah. meeting. Yeah. And Maxine's mom is gunning for that usher position. And she's got a rival. <laughs> um, also, during oh, part of the episode, Lord. Guy, who is Clance's husband... Thinks that uh, Clance is, is acting weird because she's pregnant. So there's a very, very scene <laughs> that takes place between Max's dad and Guy where they discuss the responsibilities of raising children. And he gives him an egg to carry around because he's worried that Clance thinks that he's not responsible enough to have kids. <laughs> I'm oh, and so also, uh, there's baseball. I'm so glad we finally have got a scene between Max's uh, friends. Max's and friend's and husband and Max's Max. father. So integral to the baseball Why? Oh, 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 I forgot. I forgot. The most important part was that Tony, who is Max's mom, got a neon sign for the salon that says Tony and Max's whatever it, it, it is. Says, it says Maxine and Tony Chapman's hair salon. It is a mouthful. <laughs> There's a lot of and words on that And people think, what do you mean you've never seen is a long title. Oh, jeez. <laughs> This so yeah, there's also yeah. baseball in this there episode. There is also baseball in this, this episode. This, this episode takes place over the course of either one day or six years. There's no in between. No, I don't know what, like, I thought it was like midnight at one point, but then they're like, oh, your mom's at the store. So there is no time of not. day here. Maxine is coming home from her overnight shift. Yes. It's the two dudes now. are sitting on the porch talking with the egg <laughs> and they say, oh, she goes, oh, where's mom? Because she wants to tell mom about the fact that she got the job at the screw factory. And after about five minutes, they've decided to force her onto the day shift. 
because she's so awesome at welding or whatever it is she's doing. And grinding nothing. <laughs> like, she's, okay. Whatever she's, she's working so on looks already was, finished. I don't know what she's doing. She was using well, she was using an angle grinder. I'm a person who sometimes uses an angle grinder. Uh-huh. You use it to like clean you can use it for a lot of stuff, but in that case they would probably be cleaning welds and stuff. But in that case, they were just grinding like the same spot of something just over and over. Oh, yeah, it was the corner. Need, they didn't of, even yeah, try didn't to make to be it ground. look like she was doing any actual no. work on an actual thing that needed to be worked on. Yeah, and it wasn't like an assembly line thing or anything. It was just like, you know, everybody's just grinding. Everybody right. just is doing one right. job and that's grinding the thing that's already built. Well, and it's supposedly a screw factory. I saw zero screws. I don't know no. if it's just called a screw factory, <laughs> like, but no they're like, screws welcome all. to the screw the factory. Thing. We make airplanes. <laughs> the interesting thing is that we are the ones who are getting screwed because we have to sit through this. And oh, no. let's not forget. Let's not forget that Maxine finally gets her revenge on the two mean white ladies that didn't want to hire her when she applied for the position oh. in the last episode. <laughs> I had by going about them. by going, ha, huh, snark. I got this job. The, the traditional older white savior yeah. male hires her even though she's a woman and then tells the two white ladies to screw off and then he forcibly moves her to the day shift. <laughs> and why are those two ladies even at this meeting? If like, they're recruiters, he's, he's why are they there them for what they're doing for orientation? Why are they there taking notes? Yeah. Why are they there? Because they're important to the oppression. So because, that. Jennifer, this is a movie about the all-American girls professional baseball league. once again, a TV show. I know that each episode <laughs> is like a movie, I Jonathan. movie because <laughs> each episode feels as long as a movie. As like like a Marvel movie, too. It's like there, four hours long. so long. In regular TV, an hour episode is actually more like 45 minutes because they're yeah. commercials, right? Right. So on streaming, they actually do the full hour, if not more, but sometimes you really feel it and this is one yeah. of those shows you, where you it's really like this could this have been one. 45 minutes this could have been zero minutes i mean meanwhile back on the peaches yeah meanwhile what's happening meanwhile back on the peaches well the, for the starters pe- their their uniforms continue to change from white to pink i based mean on i don't know maybe, i guess it maybe that could be their visiting yeah. uniform versus their home uniform but i don't know they, they wore the same one in the movie the whole time but I, who knows there's yeah. four colors i don't know green blue yellow and pink the reason people have home uniforms and visiting uniforms is so that if they are visiting another team that has similar colors, it'll be easy to tell them apart. That is not going to happen here because pink, green, blue, and yellow, that's all Uh, there is. So you should wear the same uniform for every single game. Yeah. Not that there are any games or practices (laughs) or plays or anything. They say in this episode, we've played eight games. I was like, why have we seen zero of that? Also, how played and lost eight games. Also, didn't they also get their first paycheck in this episode? They got their first paycheck and they're talking about how they're going to spend yeah. it like it's yeah. thousands so of how dollars. have they already played eight games but are just now getting their first paycheck well in baseball know. baseball isn't I mean, like football you can play be... five or six games in one week okay yeah fair it could be two weeks really only has gone by they okay, don't really enough. explain how much time time has means passed. nothing in this show matter. so anyways <laughs> they got the, their first paycheck. all of the dialogue is like as if it was written for modern times they use phrases like oh so you're just hanging out yeah why didn't she just be like oh hashtag chilling <laughs> so live your just, best life 
So you're just gonna hashtag chill in our, in Dublin for a while? That's oh yeah. Carson's Meanwhile. husband calls her on the phone, which for some reason gets her super hot for. I didn't Greta. get that at all. I was hoping you she, were gonna explain that. To I me. was like, oh, Why she's gonna feel from her husband. Rem- she's gonna feel remorse because she's whatever it is she's doing in this. I, I don't know. She wants. She keeps to... like acting like as if she's rejecting Greta, but from what we yeah. know, it seemed like Greta was the one rejecting her. So well, what? It their seems motivations like... are so inconsistent. We don't know it's what so they're doing. It's so unclear. I mean... I somehow um, like Greta better than Carson, but it's mostly that Greta's just like sitting there being like, I don't care what you do. Just make a decision and I'll do whatever. I mean, I guess I like Greta's line reading better. I like her as an actress yeah, better. Yeah, I like Carson her as an actress. Carson is just... Carson is just... Constantly like... Mm. I did. Every, every line Greta says, it's like she's trying to trick you into something. I yeah. don't know what's happening her, with her. Her character motivation makes no sense. First, it was like, oh, she's just trying to get Carson to admit that she's a lesbian. Right. And she doesn't really have any interest. And she prefers the company of men. Right. And, she made that I mean, pretty maybe clear, she, maybe I Maybe she is bisexual I... or pansexual. I'm not sure. But she kissed Carson, took off, and then went and hooked up with a dude. Right. And now in this episode, it's supposed to be like, oh, the reason that they're not like doing anything together is because Carson doesn't want to. Right. Which, uh, from what we saw, that didn't seem to be the case. It kind of seemed to be the case, like, Carson, like, I'm gonna go do my own, like, and it's in the like last episode, was rejecting her. That's what I don't... In the last episode, although they had all those weird scenes together about how Greta wants the league to fail, even though she's a person in the league and is getting paid for it. Yeah. There was no, like, there's no romantic tension whatsoever. No. They have no chemistry together. Uh-uh. Well, no. Greta really seems her character, which you can't say is like a written character it really seems that they're just like okay this person is whoever the plot needs her to be yep we're not going to like give her any specific motivations or anything we're just gonna make her plot at people all the time right what does she want what does she yeah. want does we, is nothing. she just a function of the plot or is she an actual character I as, as of now she is not what yeah. her motivations are or I don't what think she she's has doing any. there i don't even know what position she plays on this baseball team does she play first base maybe no the team only has a uh, catcher, a pitcher, and a shortstop. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's all, all we've see. seen. Everybody I, else just gets to bat. And then uh, the, the little bit of baseball we do see, it's like as if they're teaching each other how to play. Yeah, They like should they, know they how to They don't know yeah. how to so, play baseball already. For, and they're on. for those of you who didn't watch this episode, first of all, congratulations. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I don't know why you listen. <laughs> for those of you who are listening it, that didn't watch the episode who, who just want to hear us lose our minds, the story that is given to the baseball players in this episode, which is about maybe three or four minutes worth of the airtime that was about 56 minutes long, given less attention pretty much than a guy (laughs) carrying the egg around. Um, the yeah. story is that Nick Offerman's character is just like a publicity horror. He's not interested in helping them improve or he doesn't give them enough practice time. So they have to sneak out in the middle of the night and go play, play with fa- flashlights play flashlight in the tag. field. Eventually the sun comes up and then they're actually legitimately able to practice. But I think that's a different day, by the Shirley way. Shirley how to bat. And Shirley is, for those of you who don't know, the character that even Helen from the movie would find annoying. Jeez. The one with the braided pigtail her she hair is always in braided pigtails. She has that's, a humidifier. That's her whole she has she has anxiety. She has a bunch of things that probably would not have been diagnosed in this era. Mm-hmm. It's like they said, okay, we're going to just write this as if it's taking place in 2022, but we're going to yeah. dress everybody up and have like old time cars, and that's how you're going to know it's period. Anyway, they are teaching her how to bat. And our question while watching this: How did she get on the team in the first place if yeah. she doesn't know how to bat? 
Yeah. Yeah. These are not like advanced things they're telling her. This no. is like basic Basics. how you would teach a third grader how to bat. Yes. Yes. It's mind boggling. It's absolutely ridiculous. This is the only baseball we get in this and it is infuriating. Like nothing. It's nothing. nothing. And then the one person I guess Dove is his character's name cares about is the pitcher but then he's overworking her because he's only trying to get her to pitch this one same pitch right. over because and over. It's, it's a chance for him to good. promote himself coaching yeah. not good pitching not good anything i i mean i guess he just wants her to get it right yeah because yeah and then he, he can be like i did that for a but... person who's a famous baseball player you know who pitched and bat against people like babe ruth and lou gehrig and joe dimaggio yeah. he doesn't seem to understand that you can't win a baseball game without coaching offense his entire <laughs> coaching strategy is based on pitching which yes you can pitch a no hitter but if your team doesn't get any runs you're still not going to win the game right yeah so the fundamentals of of baseball include you need to hit the ball with the bat so you can I mean, make it around the bases and score no Jonathan. a run. And it's not like these and women already know to how to bat that. apparently. They need to be taught how to bat. How to hit a baseball. No, no, no. This is all wrong. Really all you need to do for baseball is run in a circle a lot for punishment stuff. Yes. Because that's the practice that Nick Offerman does. It's just one the person running around. The rest of them were in around. the dugout. Yeah, the, everybody she... except for one person I think it was fake Rosie O'Donnell yeah, Joe. Yeah, yeah, Joe, whatever. Just running around as while being punished. Um, and it didn't yeah. a, seem even that severe. Like She was only running about like 20 paces. She was like just running paces. like back and forth between the yeah. mound and, and home plate. <laughs> and he's like, you're going to do so many laps. And the rest of them are just standing there staring at her, not practicing either. It's not like she's done anything else this whole practice. Might as well make her. I, yeah. I, I don't and know. And also, this is the only thing she does in the entire episode. Oh, yeah. my gosh. We and get then- more of oh, yeah. Maxine's dad in this episode than we get of any of the other peaches yeah. except for we, we learn the pitcher, the catcher, and whatever names. Greta is. Yeah. We learned Shirley's name. We learned Lupe. We learned that the blonde girl likes butts. Uh, we yeah. we learned that the two Spanish-speaking baseball players don't actually talk to each other because apparently one Well, of they them got put they, as roommates yeah, because they, they both roommates. speak Spanish and they're not actually friends, which yeah. like, okay, Okay, I guess that's but something. I guess, oh, but... And I think also that Lupe is another lesbian. Oh, well, obviously. Well, I'm pretty sure aren't all and of them Greta's, lesbians by now. Greta's roommate is obviously a lesbian too, right? I, I feel like... One. She's yeah. the shortstop. I feel like we're just assuming everybody's a lesbian in the show now, <laughs> right, right? Because in or- although none of these women is particularly athletic, that's uh, the other in order to be an athletic person and play baseball, you must yeah. be a lesbian. You know, we sure don't know how to ba- play baseball, but we are lesbians, so put us on the... Uh, all American League. So then Lupe tells on the girls to Nick Offerman, who then punishes Carson by not letting her catch, which I'm like, okay. And I gotta say, and I know uh, I, I said this during our viewing of the episode, I am so angry that they made Carson a catcher. Because oh, that That's is Dottie's, Dottie's job. job. Mm-hmm. And how the heck are you gonna put this uninteresting, unappealing, unathletic woman who just hems and haws with her hands folded in the corner for 90% of her airtime in Gina Davis's position. She does not but, have the posture of a catcher. No. She does not have the competence of a catcher. She does not have the leadership skills of a catcher. She's got nothing. But Zero. hey, she does know how to bring an uncovered pie to a baseball oh, practice. Oh God. <laughs> she bakes a pie. She bakes a pie to get Nick Offerman to coach them brings better it to the baseball field. Yeah, that's the, the thing. dusty, like... dusty baseball field, uncovered, completely uncovered, and it's not like a pie with a crust on it. It's like no. a. Fr- 
fruit pie without a Open. top crust. Speaking what? of pies, how much would you enjoy if Gina Davis showed up and shoved a pie in Carson's face? <laughs> yes. Let's right? watch that. That's the only thing that could possibly redeem this show for well, me. Well, and that's the thing is, is like, if she wanted to like have a heart to heart with him, why didn't she do it on the off time? She chooses when they're going to practice to bring him a pie. Like right. do this after yeah. practice at his house. What is, her, her confrontation. Does anyone actually want to win this game? No, no one cares. Her confrontation with him where she throws the baseball at the car and she's like, oh, I thought you'd catch it. You're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Just admit that you were throwing You're the like, ball at him, but you couldn't even hit him. So, oh right. my. But like that was a much more, a one-on-one conversation with him was exactly what needed to happen. Yeah. What is this woman's, does her brain work? Oh my God. What is, what is going on in her know. mind? Like, and, and that's the thing know. is like, her acting is so blah. Yeah. It's so directionless. Like most of the time she just looks like she's slightly pouting. Yeah. Because there was a dinner scene where she and Shirley, for very contrived reasons, because of Menzies... Had to. Oh, a woman Jonathan. who is clearly had to. has menopause. Was it her? Was she saying that she had it, I or was someone else had it? That's what she was saying. I don't know. What, I missed it. What I the think. subtext of the scene really was: we were originally planning for her to go out on this date with her, but that's not the scene that we decided to write in the end because we didn't feel like it. We thought it would be funnier if we just didn't. And, and then she's like crapping on everybody this guy because he's on. a vet and not a real doctor or something. Like I don't know. Shut up. First of all, and here's the thing. I hate that. I hate that she's like, oh, well, you know, not exactly a real doctor. It's not like he said, oh, I'm a doctor. I am a physician. Oh, I just happen to be a veterinarian. He comes right out and says that he's a veterinarian. Yeah. He doesn't introduce himself as doctor whatever. No, she does, no. He doesn't talk about being a vet he, until halfway very, through the date. He's very polite. He's very complimentary of them yeah. and the team. You know, he makes the comment about the skirts, but like, that's okay. He's yeah, very like in a well sweet, be- jokey way. He's yeah. very respectful. He's very well behaved for someone who's surrounded by psychopaths. Oh yeah. my god. Because like And then like, she just like gives him crap like, "Well, you're just a veterinarian." Who yeah. are you, Carson? Because he's on a Some date. Pie baker? He's on a date with this girl and her two weird freaking friends. But also the girl is acting like crazy too. Like the way Greta was talking, like, what did she say? She, she was, was talking to him like she was in a porn movie. Uh, yeah, well, that's, she, how, that's she, how she oh, reacts yeah. with go. everything. But also yeah. didn't she say something about how like you were a sexy baby or something? Oh, yeah. that's that's what it was. What was yes. the sexy baby no. line? We open the scene with him <laughs> having her put her hands in his hair. And his hair is like very, very thick and very luxurious. And he says, oh, everyone thinks it's a toupee, but it's actually my hair. I've always had this, even when I was a baby. And she was like, I would love to see a baby with hair like yours. And like someone <laughs> directed this scene. Someone wrote that and yeah. then directed it, then filmed it. And, and then they took it to the editing room and they were like, yeah, this line I reading did, is appropriate. It's, it, yeah. I guess what they were trying to get at is oh like I would want to have a baby with you but that is not how it came out no. at all. It was yeah. like I am super into baby. <laughs> oh god. And there was there was just hair. overall so much I want to ogle some babies. There was just oh, a... stop. I can't. There there was just overall so much fake comedy in this episode oh like uh, there was a whole lot of jokes that were written that were said in the cadence of jokes but they were all not funny. I don't and I'm praying that I will forget about this episode as soon as we do this recording. But there was not one genuine laugh from any of the three of us, I don't think, no, in this whole thing. No, no. I mean, there were lots of laughs when we were losing our minds on how bad it was, but yeah. there was nothing funny in the episode. I mean, I did I'm laugh you, when we got a conversation God. between Max's friend's husband and his dad. But oh, I, I 
started the show was dying. I feel telling like, me to laugh. I just I, thought it was funny. I feel as though my soul left my body in that moment. <laughs> oh, no. And I was Our floating in the air died. looking down going, what the hell have you gotten yourself into? And oh, I literally threw up my hands in exhaustion yeah. and said to the two of you, what is yes. happening? Why what is this in the show yeah. about baseball? Oh, for sure. And of course, the creme de la creme of the jokes that didn't land of this episode was Nick Offerman just yelling, I'm the greatest coach. Oh my God. Just terrible dialogue. And I, so, so bad. Awful. Which reminds me, and I can't believe I forgot to mention this in our recording of episode one, just to backtrack just a little bit, because I feel like it must be addressed. The scene where they're writing the letter and they're in the lobby and dealing with that older dude and yeah. telling him not to mm. read it. He says out loud, well, I'm clearly not interested in women. Who was that for? Uh, yes. What was that line? Why did you need to put that in there? Let that be his inner life. We don't need to, like, who would say that out loud? Yeah. To no one. I mean, it's not like he was I like do looking it. at his coworker like, yeah, clearly I don't like women. He I just do that all the time, Jonathan. No one. Every time I find myself just alone and thinking to myself, I go, wow, I most certainly am a homosexual. This show. I mean, just take a two by four and smack me in the face with it. That's the level I of mean, subtlety that this show Marshall provides. Penny has got to be rolling over in her oh grave right God. now. I cannot imagine. It's I like, mean, look what she's, she's like, look what they did to we this. We talked about oh it in the goodness. movie. Like the most important thing to Penny Marshall was that this was real, legitimate baseball. She did not want to use tricks. She wanted it to be real. She wanted everybody to actually be able to play as well as act. And we're getting zero yeah. percent of that. Nothing. Acting nothing. or playing. No, this is nothing. <laughs> this is. They just decided to be like, what if we did what Penny Marshall did? I but the exact feel opposite. Like I would Where rather watch people. the original show. At least it might Marla be was better there. Than, it might be better Marla than this. And Betty Spaghetti was there. Ugh. And let me say this. The subplot, if you can call it that, because it seems to be taking over the entire show, of Maxine's journey, trying to get hired at the factory, trying to get on the factory baseball team, you know, having to suck up to the most famous guy that's playing for the factory team, is interesting. And if it were its own show, if it was like a 30-minute show about Maxine's journey, I would probably watch that and enjoy it. It has no business in a league of their own. No, it no, has not nothing to do It is not tied in. There has been only one scene where she was with any of the other people that are in the show. It's like we're watching two different stories and this one is swallowing the other one. Yeah. yeah. Because I there's mean, like third ridiculous. and fourth tier characters of Maxine's subplot that we are spending more time with than any of the other players on the peaches. I think we need to say too that we have watched now three episodes which more content than the movie. This has been three hours of yes. show that we've watched which is longer than what the movie is and we have seen Maxine throw one ball. Yep. Yep. And yet we're supposed to know that she's the greatest baseball player yeah. in her life. And you know that the second we actually start seeing her play baseball, she's gonna suck at it. Like everybody else in this show sucks oh at it. God. I mean the one ball she pitched, it's not like she pitched a strike. She threw a hard ball to no one. Yeah. In Into, the Into the stands. Into the stands. Almost anyone can throw can a ball throw that far. I can, yeah, doesn't I can, mean you're a good pitcher. Well, I can throw a ball a hard and fast, I but know. I can't throw it well, you know? <sighs> well, maybe she has never bat before because apparently in order to get into the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League, you don't need to know how to bat. You, you only need, need to... to know how to lean into... I was like, this is... You're teaching her how to act bat. Act like a French yeah. hooker is what they told her. Yes. What does that mean? 
mean? It means <laughs> just like everything else in the show. It means nothing. nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It means someone, by it's like this, this episode was written by a bot. It doesn't even feel like it was written yeah. by a real person. <laughs> oh, Lord. We do need to wrap this up a little bit. Okay. And we didn't even get to the freaking tentpole revival stuff either. I mean, oh. we mentioned... Tentpole. Yeah, the... I'm Jewish. I don't know what y'all Christians are doing in your tents, but there was a tentpole. There was a lot of fans, but there also was everyone was wearing sweaters. a lot of drama sweaters. about whether or not Maxine's <laughs> mom is going to be an usher, which, of course, this is the stuff we tune oh, into geez. a baseball show Oh, and for. also the married preacher's wife who's having an affair with Maxine is like, you don't get to judge me. At least I'm honest with myself. What? And we were like, are you? You go home and tell your husband that you've been uh, banging this chick in the And talk about people who salon. also have no chemistry. Too. Yeah, like, those two together. Like, in that scene, when they're like, they're one conversation that they have, I didn't get the sense that they even knew each other. Yeah. Like, they have zero well, chemistry. And, and all of the sexual or flirting scenes that we've seen this entire time, yeah. it's all just, there's no flirting, there's no romantic element to it, it's just all about filming them kissing or simulating sex. Well, there's no holding context in any of the acting in this show. It's we're acting in whatever scene we're acting in now. There's no. not like holding the entire context of our characters. We didn't even talk about the characters. opening no character dream sequence. Ugh. Oh yeah, Carson oh, yeah, has a, has a dream three-way with her husband who's returned from war and Greta, Greta, Greta. who says it's okay to want things. Because this show and was I'm written like, for the pleasure here's what I want. of white men. Yes, here's what I want. I want the League of Their Own TV series to be about baseball. Uh, That's all we really wanted was good baseball and you know some fun and you know this is not fun it's not fun it's very dreary everything is just very long and we want feminism but we want actual feminism not your fake ass feminism Uh, yes not your fake ass forced feminism yeah Yeah. nobody in this show cares about baseball nobody plays baseball nobody even looks athletic no it's ridiculous i'm I'm sorry i pointed out in the show the most athletic person in this whole show is the one batter that we see that bats for racing which she hit the ball. She did good. Maybe she knows how to play. I don't know. But we know nothing about her because we know nothing about anybody except, you yeah. know, yeah. But guy. N- none of these women look like they have picked up a bat or a mitt or a ball in their entire lives. Yeah. No. Their arms and the are woman, just floppy. And Carson, I'm so sorry, she is far too old to be playing this role. Yeah. This is a role for like a 25-year-old yeah. girl. This is not a role for a 40-something. Is that it, how old she is? She seems it. She looks it, yeah. She's, she has no muscle tone in her arms, even no. though she's supposed to be a catcher, and no. you would have that. She's not tall enough to be a catcher. Like I said, no. she has no qualities of a catcher at all. No, other than just like, well, I wrote the show, so I get to give myself the lead role. <sighs> Anyway, so So. thank you all for listening to this. We're actually going to go watch another episode. Right now. We'll have more info for you later. Uh, But thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm going to hand this off to my co-host, Jennifer, to say goodbye. All right, everybody. That's our show. On behalf of my co-host and myself, I want to thank our listeners for joining us each week. Thank you for liking, subscribing, downloading, and leaving five-star reviews. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at whatdoyoumeanyouvenevercseen at gmail.com or check the description of this episode for links to our social media you can email us dm us tweet us all right jonathan and max i'm gonna sign off bye guys bye (laughs) bye everybody keep thinking about dirt in the skirt wisps of baseball dirt in the skirt bye everyone talk to you soon this episode of what do you mean you've never seen was edited by jonathan cologne and max abelman 
Our episodes and digital content are produced by Max Abelman. Your hosts are our writer, Jonathan Colon, producer, Max Abelman, and head of social media and community outreach, Jennifer Branch. All artwork for our show is created by James Alexander with Pleasant View Designs. Check the links in the description below for more information on how to follow the show and subscribe to our Patreon. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you at the movies. Thank you.